Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pretty Please Paris, your passport to French beauty and wellness. I'm Tioka. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Andy. So this week, we're going to ask our usual question, what are we drinking today? Is it strong, soft, hot, or cold? And then we're going to talk about what does self-care really mean on a personal level? And then, of course, there's our special segment on Paris tips, Bisou Bisou. So let's start with what are we drinking today? Elizabeth? I'm drinking a ginger mint homemade iced tea uh, with some melted ice cubes in it. I've been on a real ginger and lime kick lately. Mm. Can't get enough of it. I love ginger. Yeah. There is something about ginger. I, I don't know if it's, you know, just being in Paris. Maybe, you know what? It's being in Paris and being able to have something that's really spicy since it's yeah. so hard to get spicy things here. Maybe that's it, this sort of new ginger addiction that I've got. It's so weird because I really actively avoided ginger at all costs before. And now I find myself seeking it, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, I mean, it's feel like it's good for digestion. It does have a little bit of a kick. Right. And I don't know, maybe our taste buds just change as we get older, but also uh, it's a very it's a very distinct flavor that kind of rises above others. And sometimes when you know I, yeah, I probably eat less sweets now than I used to, you know, so I, I, I or yeah, maybe my my palate's become pretty bland and uh that's always like a nice treat to have something that sort of pops out like that. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, it, oops, sorry. I was just going to say that I made an amazing ginger cake last week. Oh, maybe so maybe I'll save it for my bizu bizu another. You should another put that day. on our um, Instagram. The recipe. Mm-hmm. The recipe. Mm, yeah. I would love to have that. Do you use fresh ginger for it? It, it has. Powder? Yeah, it was fresh grated oh. ginger. It's a it was a recipe uh, from David Liebowitz, who is a food blogger and amazing. Yeah. He's really, and good. cookbook writer and American in Paris. So very on topic. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to share the recipes. It's from his book, but you can find it on his, on his site. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if we link to him, I'm sure. <laughs> I have to you say too, the ginger in Paris, at least these days is there, you can get these big, huge, I don't know. They look like roots. I don't know, actually know what ginger is, but they're, they're beautiful <laughs> and, and, uh, and really easy to work. They're not all dried out. I have a memory of like growing up with like ginger was like just this kind of, it looked like, you know, an old potato kind of thing, but these are beautiful. They're, they glisten. Yeah, I didn't think I could ever saw it fresh till I moved here, like in its natural state. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't remember walking through my grocery store and seeing it no. when I was growing up or no. even, Oh, even in New York at the time. Yeah, my grandma made ginger here. snaps with powder, right? The ginger yeah, powder. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> That's what I thought the ginger was. You <laughs> <laughs> mean Nabisco does not make ginger? <laughs> Andy, what are you drinking? Oh, so um, I just, you know, I panicked because I know I had to, you know, have a drink. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be the one who has water, tap water. So... <laughs> Because that's what I like, usually what drink. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Paris. Well, tap water, that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> um, I uh, am at my studio and I have to go up six flights. So usually I try to avoid carrying heavy things. But today for our podcast, I went to go and buy a drink. I bought um, apple juice 
because it is f- typically French, it is organic, and uh, it tastes actually it tastes fantastic. It's not one of these really sweet, like cloyingly sweet uh, apple juices. It's called, I got it at Naturalia, and it's called Le Coq Toque. So I guess it's like the hatted rooster. Hmm. And, uh, or maybe Toque is just his uh, crest. I'm not quite sure. We'll have to look that what, up. Does he have like a little chef's hat on it? Uh, he does not. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Toque is also a chef's the hat, toque. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to do some research here. Um, hmm. Okay, so okay, I have well, a question it, for you guys then. Uh, cider, French cider. Hmm. For or against? If it's sweet brute, or dry, brute? yeah. Oh, if it's if it's um, brute with crepes, it's like just a lovely, lovely compliment. That's true. Um, but yeah, the whole uh, sweet cider that we grew up with in the states, nope. no, right, not gonna work. Yeah, the, I like the cider here has just a little bit of alcohol in it. Yeah, yep, three percent. I think yeah. three or four percent, but it's still alcohol. And mm-hmm. uh, I had my oh, nephew in law's mother, who's Mormon, come to Paris, and that was the day that I mean I didn't know what she would or would not eat. She was from Utah. I don't know how adventurous, you know, of an eater she was. So I, I brought her to a crepe place because who doesn't like pancakes? And, uh, <laughs> and that was the day when my 10 and 12 year old ordered cider for the first time mm-hmm. and everyone was completely fine with it. And I was so embarrassed. And then, and she understood that I was embarrassed and she said, why? And I said, oh, there's alcohol in it. And the waiter's like, oh, there's only Three, four percent. It's nothing. Everyone was like, "It's nothing." I was like, "But this is a, we're with a woman who doesn't drink alcohol at all, and yeah. serving it to minors." But anyway, that's maybe you can cut that part out of this. No, that's <laughs> the French kids that they start them young. But this is true. I mean, I yeah. think um, even my my husband has a story about his um, middle brother um, being in you know when they were in the countryside for their fall vacation, probably um, his middle brother as a kid getting absolutely toasted on cider mm. um, as they were kind of harvesting and, and, and drinking up. So yeah, you cider is a, a lot to get the gateway drink in France. <laughs> yeah, it's a gateway drink. It's the premier crite. That's what my husband calls it. Like the first time you get drunk yeah. the, and every French kid remembers it. No wonder they like crepes so much. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'll have some pancakes and that drink that goes with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but, well, I'm drinking my standby. It's my afternoon chocolate. Um, but I do try to up the health. Tip. First of all, it's cacao. It's nothing to do with the sort of, um, you know, sort of chocolate. Uh, yeah, chocolate drinks that you might find in the U.S. Um, there's a store that I cross the river to go to at least once a month, um, day two. It's in the second arrondissement. And I get this huge bag of pure cacao um, that's excellent from there. Wow. And then I use it up over the course of the month and I just get on my bike and go back across the river and get some more. Um, during the lockdown, it was a disaster because I was almost going through <sighs> chocolate withdrawals. But my afternoon chocolate drink is huge, heaping spoonfuls of cacao and then a sprinkling of spirulina, which I oh. find that the sort of woodiness of the spirulina goes really well with um, cacao. What is spirulina? Um, basically algae. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, the smell is popcorn. kind of atrocious, so I'm really careful when I'm when I'm sprinkling that in with my chocolate mm. to not 
breathe in. Um, but once it's mixed in with the chocolate, it's lovely. It's a really rich green color. and Green is my favorite color. Um, so when you're first mixing it, even if you've just got like a, a little bit of pinch of spirulina, you might find that the color is rather intense, but it goes away. Hmm. Um, and so I just mix that and you can use the milk of your choice. Um, Right now, I, it's ridiculous. We've got the tiniest fridge in the world, and it's stuffed with all kinds of milk, from rice milk, almond milk, coconut milk, coconut cream, um, and then two uh, percent milk for and skim milk, whatever. So I'm a little bit of a barista when it comes to my milk mixes, um, but it's um, yeah, the chocolate drink with I really like it with like a spot of coconut milk, a spot of almond. Um, milk, and then you know, dose it with sugar as you want because you're using the pure cacao. There's nothing sweet about it other than the sweetness of whatever milk you're drinking. And so, by all means, use some raw honey in there, or um, you know, just a, not even it's just a little pinch of sugar, and it's delicious. And you can okay. drink it cold. I, I don't want just the recipe of that. I want the video. <laughs> yeah, I want you to make, make it for me. Exactly. It's so complicated. Yeah. When <laughs> I, because I drink this like all day long, but you know, the, the cup is just cold. It's, you it's drink not it cold, the prettiest right? thing to see, but it's delicious. You drink it cold? Um, yeah, I've been drinking mm. it cold. Is that what you asked? If I'm yes, drinking I, it yeah, cold? Yeah, yeah. yeah, during the summer right now, because we are in this little heat wave, I've been drinking it cold, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll heat it up too. Mm. Just depends. Hmm. So shall we get to our topic for the day? Shall we get personal and maybe discuss what self-care really means besides just being some sort of buzzword that we see everywhere? What does self-care really mean for you, Elizabeth? Oh, I'm starting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, I think that we, we toss around these words, self-care and wellness, especially when things are going badly in the world as they are right now. You know, it's very turbulent and uh, there's a lot of disturbing images on TV and we are all paranoid about this virus. And so uh, for me, self-care has a lot to do with mental health rather than physical health. I mean, I, I try to eat well and exercise, but as an introvert and someone who deals a lot with anxiety and depression, I, I sometimes just really need to disconnect from the world. I think that's, um, you can look at it as, I guess, advo- avoidance or distraction, but I, I just really need to do that sometimes in order to regroup and be able to come back and be able to give more to others afterwards. Otherwise, I just get very drained and I and anxious and then I end up taking it out on other people. Yeah. Isn't that so much what self-care is about, though? Um, just that need to maybe just focus in, close in on yourself so that you can be better, um, better for the people that you love, better for the people around you, and, of course, better for your, for yourself. Yeah, and, I think the way – Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, knowing you, uh, Elizabeth, though, that is that you do do a lot. You're always doing something for other people or other communities, and I'm sure I'm not the only one in your circles that is happy that you do that. That's weird that you say that because I don't feel that way at all. I always feel like I should be doing more and giving more. And I think the way that I was brought up also, it was like, if you do anything for yourself, it's selfish, you know, it's self-indulgent. And um, so, but I also, you know, grew up with not a lot of joy around me. So, (laughs) so I think I saw that message of like, you know, you know, that they're doing anything for yourself is, 
negative, but then the result isn't all that great because I saw a lot of people who were just unhappy and then sort of that unhappiness spread out around them. So I do, you know, whether you call it self-indulgence or self-care, I do take that time now either sometimes it's through podcasts or through books or binge watching TV shows where I just really just have to turn my brain off. Well, we're so glad that you do because uh, Andy's exactly right. I mean, you're sort of like this wonderful constant thread of making sure that things get done and people are looked out for and that there's, you know, attention needed to the details. Um, And, you know, if you find that rejuvenating yourself, returning into yourself kind of help feeds that energy, um, then it's a beautiful thing because it makes, you know, the community um, and, and the sort of exchanges that we have and the friendships that you have around you that much better. Yes. I love that. So I think, you know, there, there are people talk about that image of putting on your oxygen mask mm. yourself before you put it on other people. It's kind of a cliche now, but I do think that it's really true. Mm. Um, I just binge watched the first season of Babylon Berlin. Have either of you watched that show? It's a German language. Uh, no. Uh, no. Drama. No. It's based watching habits. So it takes place in Germany, in Berlin, um, you know, about 15 years before the rise of the First Reich, you know, and uh, it's, it's just got a lot of intrigue and a lot of different storylines. It talks about corruption and decadence of that period, and it's really fun to watch and gorgeous to look at. So hmm. that was my latest way of just turning my brain off, putting the world aside, and uh, afterwards just feeling a little bit just um, more like I was feeding my head and my soul. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Escape Andy, how do you feed your head and your soul, your mind, and your body? <laughs> what do you feed yourself with? What does where, where do I begin? <laughs> where do I begin? Um, so, hmm. I have a problem with self-care, it turns out, because I don't quite know what it means. Uh, I've been thinking about it all week, knowing that, you know, anticipating our conversation, and I'm not quite sure I'm clear. I mean, I know... I do take care of myself. Uh, uh, I don't know why, and I'm not comfortable with how much. Does that make sense? I, I um, I'm feeling a little guilty. Yeah, there's a lot of guilt attached. I think to self care because what should you be should see that just word just slipped out. What should I be doing instead? Right, you know, it's just like taking those that time. And um, I, I, um, hmm. I guess it's just not forgetting yourself in the midst of all the other things that are going on because you count too. And, you know, I mean, I guess you get kind of cliche with it, but, but then I, but then hmm, I think I like the, what I love. And we were talking about this with the apple juice is beauty, you know, and I, and I love to make things more beautiful. It could be a fishbowl or, you know, taking care of a plant. So it, you know, it's, there's nothing better than rejuvenating a plant that's dying and, you know, just giving it that care. And so it sprouts leaves. I'm looking at a little Charlie Brown plant right now as I'm speaking, who's budding new leaves. And I'm, I spray it uh, regularly and, uh, and it's just becoming more and more beautiful because it's getting the attention it needs. So maybe that answers your question, but how does that apply to me? I'm not quite sure. Do you think that it's something that's 
I mean, I'm just wondering that if women view this subject different, I mean, first of all, a man would never talk about self-care. They they would talk about their, you know, their hobbies probably, or their interests, or maybe, you know, just their need to veg out or something. They would, and I don't know. Yeah. So they don't have that guilt, but they also wouldn't necessarily refer to it as self-care, which I think is more acceptable for women to do. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, Andy. I find it interesting that um, that um, this is a topic that kind of stirs guilt because you always strike me as a person who enjoys taking that little bit of time to really take you see a the nice bath. And, you know. <laughs> now you see the conflict. <laughs> yeah, so what is? This? I mean, you, you know, we, we, you've always surprised me with like that kind of little sparkle of joy that you get from talking about like um, maybe a different face cream or moisturizer or, or just taking the time for yourself. Um, And, you know, you're radiant for it. I mean, I think the, the, the kind of time that you just take for yourself makes you um, one of these people that, you know, when you, you know, when we see you kind of walking by, you've just got this little glow. So why be guilty? Own your self care time. You know what? Maybe this uh, is one of the reasons I I thrive in Paris because it is something that I learned here that you can, you know, me too, Elizabeth, uh, you know, it wasn't something that was really encouraged growing up uh, to, uh-huh. to take the time for yourself. That was something that wealthy women did in my circles. And, uh, and wouldn't it, you know, I remember like we all like saved up to send my mom to a spa in New York City. And that was like her Christmas present and her birthday present. I can't remember, you know, it was like a big deal. And, uh, and she didn't go, she didn't go, she didn't go, she didn't go. And we were all so disappointed that she didn't go. And she finally went and they, they tried to sell her beauty products and she didn't have the money to buy the beauty products. And I, I, I always thought that was such a shame, you know, that she, she couldn't just go and take care of herself because we wanted her to take care of herself. But there was such a, um, there was such a price tag to it, I guess. But and in mm-hmm. France, you don't find that so much. It's kind of uh, understood that uh, uh, you know, you it's part of like personal hygiene, almost, right? You know, you groom yourself, and and there's different levels that you can go about that. You don't need to go to the spa on the Champs Elysees or whatever Avenue Montaigne or whatever it might be. You can go to your local corner person who will do whatever you want, whether it's a facial massage or, you know, makeover in some sort, have your hair cut. Uh, and it's understood that this is a moment for you and, um, and there's no shame in it. And it's not a birthday, Christmas, Valentine's day present. It's something that you're allowed to do. It's true. They don't do as much as a hard sell afterwards either. That's right. There, there might be a light sell. <laughs> right. Right. They'll try to advise you. Yeah, they advise you. It's, I think it's interesting that you, you mentioned the sort of the, the, the money that's linked to self-care, the sort of economic um, link to it. I think when I first got to Paris, um, I was so excited to be here with all the, the legendary and iconic um, symbols of beauty um, that are associated with Paris. So I went a little bit crazy with trying this and trying that. And, uh, you know, buying the the Dior mascara and yeah, the right. Chanel lipstick yeah. <laughs> um, just because I figured I was here. So, you know, God, I'm going to try it because I've been using the the yeah. store brand or Revlon uh, lipstick my whole life. So let's let's splurge in Paris. Yeah. Um, but now um, 
having lived here for so many years, for me, self-care is just rest and radiance. Mm. If I just get enough sleep, a really good night's sleep, mm. I feel like heaven. It makes all the difference. Um, and so I feel like Paris has really brought out um, this sense of a simplified version of self-care, um, but perhaps a more meaningful version of self-care and one that's not linked to yeah. money, as ironic as that sounds. In, in a city where um, you know beauty is a huge part of the financial system here and the business yeah. structure. But how do you get a good night's sleep? Oh my gosh, I fought it long and hard. Um, <laughs> you know, I was used to, I grew up with, um, you know, windows and, you know, just the, just the shears over the windows, let that sunlight in. Um, and I, mean, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but um, actually, I guess it was my, my husband who was like, oh no, 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 it's got to be completely dark. Um, you know, you've got to have this, you've got to have that. It was like a whole little ritual for him. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> this guy's an but now I get it. Now I totally get it. <laughs> and now I'm the last one out of the bed. And maybe I'll, I'll kind of finish with that in terms of my, my self-care, um, what it means for me. Um, I think it means something. Um, and actually this is, I'm transitioning, I'm sorry, into our little bizu bizu. Oh our little segment on uh, a kind of Paris gym that we want to share with our listeners. My Bizu Bizu this week is having one morning, at least one morning a week where you wake up without the alarm clock, without anything that makes you jump out of the bed. You just wake up at your own natural rhythm. Hmm. That is something that I've learned from being in Paris. I have that one day a week, at least <laughs> if I can schedule more days, great. How is it from being in Paris? Well, because in New York, there's no way you do that. In New York, you know, gyms open at five o'clock in the morning. What do you mean you're sleeping in? No, yes. you got to go to the gym and then you got to go get your bagel and then you got to go I to the newspaper see. and then your boss has already sent you 20 emails and then you have right. to send this and you have to do that. And everything's open on Sundays, exactly like exactly. the other days of the week. Yeah. yeah. And here, I mean, the place where we get our pan of chocolate, it doesn't open until 10 in the morning. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. So half the time we're like lying in bed like, hmm, is it time yet? No, they're not open yet. Is it time yet? No, they're not open yet. So. Yeah, the guy is not making donuts here at 2 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my bizu bizu oh, this week. Um, have one day a week at least where you stay in bed and you just wake up at your own natural rhythm. Which I, and so you wake up at 10? What time do you wake up at your own natural in general? Yeah, basically 9.55, yeah. enough time to <laughs> pull it together and dash out and go pick up the pan of chocolat. <laughs> I love it. Should I go um, next? Yes. So we've had a kind of a little, little mini heat wave here this week, uh, canicule, and I'm not someone who drinks a lot of alcohol because it, it actually does tend to kind of make me sleepy, but when it's hot, I find I can drink a lot more. And I've really been enjoying my favorite French cocktail, which is a pastis, which is this uh, anise-flavored liqueur that uh, you you just pour a little bit in a glass with a lot of ice. This is one that's you know ice cube approved. The French will give you ice cubes with it. <laughs> and it's kind of this clear golden liquid, and then you add a lot of water to it, and it becomes all cloudy, like a chemistry experiment. And it's very, very refreshing, and it just has – a little licorice taste and a little hit of alcohol, a little teeny bit. 
And I really like this one that someone gifted to us called Henri Bordois. So uh, a lot of the times, the ones you get in the cafes, Ricard uh, and those others, they're a very, very strong licorice flavor. This one is more subtle with a different kind of herbs and botanical flavors in it. And it is delicious. And I highly recommend that. It's beautiful too. I think that would Ooh. make a great gift. I saw yes, your the bottle. bottle. Yeah. It's, it's true. Like we were talking about aesthetics, the, the yes. label on the bottle, which we will put on our Instagram, mm-hmm. is is very pretty. Yeah, and it lasts a long time because you're only using a little bit of it. Mm. Wow, and, the, and you Sounds know, delicious. you you might be, you know, you don't, you can't. <laughs> I might be. Yeah. <laughs> My, <laughs> mine might go down <laughs> more quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I will tell you my bizu bizu. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to have to keep it short because I could go on for a long time about this product because I've been using it for years. For me, like pesties, it's something that I completely associate with the summer. It's usually put on the front shelves of the pharmacies because I think it's a pretty iconic uh, French brand. And it's called, well, I think the French would call it Epoa. It's H-E-I. It's the first word. And then P-O-A. And what it is, it's... um, it's manoi oil from Tahiti. So, you know, when you go to Hawaii and they give you the lei with all the little flowers, those are um, those are gardenia, apparently, some, a type of gardenia flower. And they soak the petals in coconut oil. And it has this beautiful fragrance that's so subtle. It's not, you know, you're, people will not smell you before <laughs> you come into the room, but it's when you're in the sun, it sort of heats up and it has this really, really nice, subtle, uh, fragrance. Um, it's so, okay. You can go to Wikipedia and learn all about it. Like I did. It's 2000 <laughs> years old. They use it from baby to embalmment so that, you know, you can put on baby's skin t- to protect their skin from drying out. Um, you can massage with it. You can use it to protect yourself from the wind when you're, you know, on your motorcycle or your speed boat. Um, and you can put it on before you swim, et cetera, et cetera. And there's one of their products because they've got all different kinds with all different fragrances, including vanilla, which is also a very French uh, fragrance that young girls tend to use a little too much, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, But uh, the one that I like is... Um, it has uh, a little shimmer to it. You can get it with a little shimmer. It's like it's like mother of pearl. Uh, this v- nice little golden glow, but it's not over the top. It's just something where your shoulders, the you know, like the bones maybe on your shoulders will like glisten a little bit more than usual. Um, yeah, I, I, as you can see, I love it. And when you put it in your closet and in, in your bathroom, it it will when you take it out it'll be like solid coconut oil and you just put a little bit of warm water or, or warm it under the shower and um like i said i better slow down on this because i could go on forever but i love it love it love it i have to try this i don't think i've ever seen it also oh, i've seen it but i've never um i've never you know and it's only eight but, uh, euros. Eight euros. This is not an. It's talking about like you know the cost. This is an old standby. Do you and, get it at the pharmacy or in the market? Pharmacy. Okay. I've seen it at the grocery store, like yeah. the just the Monoprix, yep. the Carrefour. Uh, yep. It's usually yeah. on the bottom shelf. It's not something that's particularly trendy. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good standby. The only thing is, is that you know, as the summer goes by, the label starts slipping off because it is oil <laughs> and it'll stain your um counters you know it's not like yeah it's it's in a glass bottle too that i like you know so it's got some 
bulk to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's environmentally friendly that way. You wouldn't, you wouldn't really necessarily travel with it. And to be honest, I usually by the end of the summer, I get a little bit tired of it and I tend to toss it at some point because it, the oil does sort of get everywhere. But um, yeah, it, I just, I guess. It does seem like it's something that you would really only use in the summer when you're showing a bit more skin and the sun's out. And- yeah, especially with the mother of pearl. It, it can mm. it's a bit much, but <laughs> you know, when you go out and you don't want to feel like wearing makeup, you just want to have kind of a fresh look and you don't really want to wear perfume because it's summer and you don't want to be overpowering. It's a nice, um, it's a nice thing. I have got to try this. That's do. a great well, tip. Thank you for that. Thank you, ladies. As always, it's lovely chatting with you. Thank and you. to our listeners, we hope that you've enjoyed our episode of Pretty Please Paris. Please send us your recommendations. Email us at prettypleaseparis at gmail.com and tell your friends. You can rate and subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram at prettypleaseparis for pretty pictures and show notes. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to have you back here with us next week. 